Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about uh, buying journey, how to create your uh, content funnel. And I'm excited to discuss uh, this topic with Ryan Helms. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Hopefully we can bring some value to the folks watching or listening right now. Uh, I'm not hoping. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we will do it, you know. <laughs> and uh, because I check out your uh, profile experience, uh, yeah, you know this topic and it's better to listen to the whole episode. <laughs> okay, uh, before we start, introduce a little bit about yourself, your background and why you decided to take this topic. Yeah. So, you know, I got into content marketing kind of a roundabout way. Um, I, I was in the corporate world for 10 years in uh, supply chain. So no, in like a big chemical company. So nothing like what I'm doing now. Uh, then I, 2016, I stumbled into podcasting as a platform to put out content, started doing that. You know, my personal podcast went zero to a hundred thousand downloads in I think it was seven months and now it has hundreds of thousands of downloads on it and that was kind of like my catalyst into content marketing long story short uh when was it december 2018 uh partnered with a guy we started uh, a, a content production agency specifically focused around podcast and we grew that uh, through the evolution of that business. We got into all different mediums of uh, content marketing, YouTube, podcasts, social media, blogs, like you name it, um, we can do it in within our agency. And that was kind of a big gap we were trying to fill in the market. And it, it really worked out for us because we had a lot of clients that would uh, – they were working with three, four different agencies, right? Or freelancers, right? They had somebody doing their social media posting and copy. They had somebody editing their podcast. They had somebody doing their YouTube. And then we would come in. We, we've got one example uh, with a guy who he had six different agencies doing his content. We came in, we took over everything A to Z. And, and that's kind of like the value prop that we we had to the market on top of doing really great content. So that's kind of how I got into all this. And since we were always focused working with uh, online entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs are very ROI driven, like mainly because most of them come from the direct response background. So they they want a dollar in and two dollars out type of mentality, which, you know, is is a challenge with content marketing. But that's coming at it from that frame of mind is really how we started leaning into this content funnels concept. So it's more about, or I should say it's less about just throwing out content for the sake of putting out content. And it's really understanding the big grand picture and how does the content ultimately lead to a buying customer. And that's what we can dive into today. Yeah, yeah, great, great insights. Yeah, I love your journey. You know, I think you shared a lot about uh, how uh, any businesses can provide the, their ways. For example, from my experience, generic marketing doesn't work. You know, uh, if you don't search for uh, some new directions, and podcasting is one of them. Yeah, for example, uh, when I started my uh, uh, to extend my agency to English-speaking countries, you know, to the US, Canada. Uh, by the way, we we, we have uh, big clients there, but you know, it's interesting that um, uh, all, almost all marketers are on Twitter. But you know, mm. uh, and I found that LinkedIn works much better, and uh, I jumped there to get um, 
mass following and i think yeah it's the same with podcasting you know why not if you uh if you mentioned about uh, to invest one dollar to get two dollars back you know it's interesting that uh, uh sometimes it's hard to get even one dollar back <laughs> not mm-hmm. only about two dollars because uh marketing is overwhelmed it doesn't matter what you choose uh, seo or pay-per-click uh yeah it's overpriced and it's better to find new channels like podcasting why not yeah okay yeah. let's uh discuss about uh our main topic uh how to create bunny bind journey uh uh share your insights yeah so i i think that the the buying journey for someone coming through content is the same and and maybe a little bit different than coming through paid media so when when we talk about content funnels it's no different than like a sales funnel uh where you would be running paid ads to a landing page blah 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 very similar concept but just to kind of explain it holistically like we've got the Uh, we got the content itself and think about like podcast, YouTube, social content, like Instagram reels, TikTok, like, you know, Instagram TV, all that kind of stuff that kind of sits in the middle. And this is where a lot of people start. They start with the content. They're like, I need to do a podcast. I need to do YouTube. And then they start doing that. And then they, they publish the content. And then the next logical step for them is to tell people about their products and services. And then hopefully the people go from the content to the products and services. The problem with that that we identified was if you do it that way, you've got a really big problem with attribution. You have no idea like where these people are coming from. Like you'll have people buying and maybe they mention the podcast like somewhere like they have a form they fill out or something. But besides something like that, you have no real um, you have no real connection from the content to the the customer and that's why a lot of people stop producing podcasts stop doing youtube stop doing social media you'll go out there and you'll see like somebody was like going so hard on their podcast or their youtube on their social for like three months and then it just died like completely stopped and that's why i guarantee it nine times out of ten they stopped because they had no attribution through their process right they didn't understand if it was working or not so when we talk about content funnels we take a step back and we go upstream and when we really start with the offer and this is nine times out of ten going to be a content uh offer meaning it's only in the content like they can't find this offer anywhere else in that person's ecosystem it's not can't get to it through the website can't get to it through uh, you know, an email sequence, it's only via the content. So it could be in like the podcast intro, or it could be in the description section of the YouTube videos, or it could be in like the bio of their social handles, like whatever it is, like whatever you're doing in terms of content marketing, like it has to be exclusive to that and has to be a really sexy offer. So that kind of, that creates your ability to have attribution through the flow, because if you can get them to opt into something that's free and it's very attractive, high value, very much in line with your target market, then you can tag them in your CRM or however you wanna create that attribution. But then you know, okay, this person at some point in their buying journey with me came in through my content, Three months later, they bought my $5,000 product or service. Thus, I paid for my content marketing. I'm I'm break even on my content marketing. So not only, but am I break even? Because like to your point, like it can be hard to, you know, put a dollar in and even get a dollar out. Like in my opinion, if you can break even on content marketing, you're doing great. Like fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like awesome. Because there's so many other like peripheral benefits 
of having your face out there all the time. You get the awareness, you get the branding, which is very long tail stuff and intangible. Like it might be six months down the road of somebody very like high ticket potential customer seeing your face over and over and over and then they reach out to you but it's very intangible and it's not a direct click maybe they send you a dm or something like that so like your goal should be to like break even on the content and then let just the mass awareness that you're getting from the the publishing create those relationships and be top of mind so when somebody's like hey who do you know that's great at seo they reach out to you and it totally so yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's my kind of, that's the theory around the content funnel. Yeah, a great point. And, you know, uh, once I read a study why people uh, give up with podcasting and uh, most uh, of content creators uh, give up uh, after the first episode and they never record the second episode. And uh, yeah, the main reason is that people are searching for quick results. They can't mm -hmm. get results from the first episode. No way. You know, for example, uh, PewDiePie, uh, uh, he uh, filmed uh, 100 videos to get only 285 subscribers today he has uh, 110 million subscribers mr beast uh, uh, was on the same boat yes mm -hmm. when he uh, filmed uh, over a year to get uh, first uh, thousand subscribers yeah and we know about him and that he yeah. has over 60 million subscribers on youtube it's the same with podcasting people are uh, looking for uh, quick ways to get results for example when we started our Russian podcast. Uh, we recorded 100 episodes. And uh, by the way, we had uh, traffic for our blog, for our YouTube channel. But uh, podcasting is a new way of getting uh, customers. Uh, and uh, uh, when we started, after 100 episodes, we got uh, only a few subscribers, a few downloads, you know, and something like this. And uh, But today, uh, I think podcasting is one of the channels that pro provide great results for our agency that ranks number seven in Ukraine, number 15 in Russia, not bad. Nice. But, you know, uh, and uh, uh, the main reason was uh, we uh, didn't know which format is better, how to find it, how to reach out to right influencers, how to invite them. But uh, we didn't give up after 100 episodes. It's the same with uh, any niches. Just uh, start your journey and uh, search for the best format. For example, for someone, it works uh, five, ten minutes like Neil Patel uh, and Eric Sio. For yeah. others, they can uh, record uh, big episodes. Uh, uh, share your insights. How to find your format? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you said how to find your format. Yeah. For example, interview or yeah. uh, educational entertainment. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think it totally depends on your goal. And, and this is where, so I think a lot of people start with that question in mind. They're like, should I do interviews? Should I do like authority content, meaning like you talking on a subject? And I think it all depends on the goal. So it's, it, again, kind of, you have to step back. You have to go upstream in the process a little bit to create a really solid foundation. And uh, I just had a conversation with a client last Friday. So right now it's like a Tuesday. And we were talking about uh, his podcast not getting as many downloads as he wants. And he was like, should I continue doing this? Like, is it worth my time? Is it worth my effort? And I said, you know, I think you're asking the wrong question here. I, I don't think the, the question to be answered is, am I getting enough downloads? I was like, how much is a client worth to you? And, and I kind of knew the answer. I know he does... Um, 
he does a certain type of consulting in the pharmaceutical industry. So I know he gets paid around $3,000 an hour for his time, Mm -hmm. which is, in my opinion, that's a lot of money for like per hour. (laughs) So I was like, all, and he's interviewing uh, current clients, uh, people that would be prospective clients. So I said, you just need to make sure you're getting in the right rooms, right? Virtual rooms in this example here, uh, because one person could pay for your content marketing services for years to come. If you sign a big contract and they buy your services, like most of his contracts are six-figure contracts. So like if you get one person or even get one person to re-up on a, on a new contract, like you've paid for it like four or five, 10 times over. So like the, the question you actually need to be asking yourself before you pick your format is what is your goal? Is your goal like mass audience, mass exposure? Uh, you know, is your goal to get more people to buy your products and services? Is your goal, what is it, right? Because if it's mass exposure, then you probably need to be doing a mix of everything. You need to be setting yourself up as the authority. You need to be interviewing top influencers. You need to be doing things that are going to be appealing to the mass audience. You can't be talking about, um, for example, like how to do SEO on dog websites. And that's all you talk about and expect to get, you know, a hundred thousand downloads a month in your podcast. It's just too niche. Like it's not a mass, mass problem. So what is that mass market problem that you could be talking about? But if you're a service provider or you sell some type of uh, digital product, you need just, you might just need to be talking to the right people. Like, like, Anatoly, like I could be a great client for you, right? So just us having this conversation could be like business for you in the future or vice versa. You might say like, hey man, like I'm editing my podcast right now and it sucks. Can you do it? Like it's just making sure you're like in front of the right people. And for for a lot of people, that's uh, that's a lot of the value in having a podcast specifically. So that would drive your choice and format uh, to what should I actually create? Should it be audio? Should it be video? I say it should always be video because even if you don't uh, put it up on YouTube, it just gives, gives you a ton of assets to create for social. Um, and then if you want to actually grow your uh, content channel, having those video assets that you can provide to your guest, if it was an interview, is going to be, that's really the only way that you're going to get any value out of having a high profile guest on is if they share it. So if that's the only way you can get value is if they share it, then why wouldn't you give them as many assets as humanly possible to give them the most desire to share the content, right? So that's kind of my philosophy on, on that. You'll see a lot of people, they'll get big names like, I got so-and-so on a podcast and I'm like, cool, what did it do for your, your growth? Nothing. Cause that person <laughs> didn't share it. I'm like, like, cool. I mean, it, it was probably fun to have a conversation with them, but did it really bring you any value? And you know, if you're looking for growth, a lot of times the answer is no, if you're not doing video stuff. So sorry, I got off topic there, but roundabout answer for you. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Valuable. Okay. Uh, how to help, um, uh, clients who can reply that, uh, I'm not, uh, confident with uh, recording uh, audio or filming videos. Uh, I think that um, uh, uh, most clients, you know, they uh, pay attention developing and innovating their products. Uh, they have a lot of work to do, you know, <laughs> and their competitors uh, try to overcome them. Uh, but uh, how, uh, and uh, for example, from my experience, uh, many uh, 
webmasters proclaim that uh, it costs a lot. Uh, I disagree with that. Uh, for example, I think uh, video and audio format uh, costs less than uh, uh, web uh, web content because, uh, for example, for web content we need to find copywriter, editor, content manager, designer, uh, web developer. You know to optimize all this content. You know, yeah, it costs a lot more. And um, uh, for video or audio format, everything what you need to do just film, uh, record, and. Uh, Share, uh, yeah, of course, we need some editing. Uh, and um, I, for example, I don't pay a lot with that. Uh, I hire uh, specialists uh, on Eastern Europe, you know, and uh, it doesn't cost like uh, for uh, comparing to American prices. But how to help people uh, who don't know uh, how to start uh, to create a strategy or uh, uh, to train a little bit, share your insights? Yeah, I think <laughs> I always tell people this and sometimes we'll get clients that are paying us a lot of money and when i tell them this they kind of uh they take a step back uh, but I, I always say just get get used to the fact in the beginning you're gonna suck like there's mm -hmm. no amount of like coaching or strategy or anything that's gonna uh, overcome the fact that you're gonna suck in the beginning it's like everything you do in life if it's new you're going to suck at it in the beginning until you do it several times. I always tell people, give yourself like 10 to 15 episodes till you start even feeling comfortable doing it. And what I would do is let's uh, let's just use the example of starting an interview based uh, podcast, right? Because that's I think that's the most common and the lowest barrier of entry to, to get into. Don't what people have the tendency to do is they have the tendency to start out by going after the biggest names possible. So they want to go after the, I don't know, let's say they're marketing. They want to try to get the Gary Vaynerchuk or, you know, whoever it might be on their podcast. But what you really need to do for those first 10 to 15 that you're going to suck in, you need to be like touching base with like your friends and on Facebook that, you know, are like semi experts in this topic and like really like using them as like, I wouldn't tell them this, but using them up as like warm up episodes, right? To I would actually publish them and leave them out there, right? So you can see the evolution of yourself. But I would start with people that aren't the big name. So then once you get comfortable and you actually start to hone your craft, you reach out to these big people and you don't look like an idiot, like stumbling over your words and having no direction and, you know, just not coming off professional. And then, because if you do that in the beginning, like you're not going to want to promote it because you're going to listen back and you're going, God, I sound horrible. So like start with the lower level people in the beginning, get comfortable and then do outreach to bigger people. And to your point, it doesn't have to cost much in the beginning, especially if you have any type of digital skills at all, whether it be like Photoshop or even Canva or just like basic editing. Like all you really need to do if you want to start a podcast is you know, if you're on a PC, download Audacity. If you're on a Mac, open GarageBand and literally connect a $60 mic, USB mic into the your your computer and hit record. And that's all you need. Like you can use the webcam from your that's on your computer. You don't need a DSLR like it looks like both of us have, like a nice camera. Uh, it can just be the basics, the bare bones, and just get started and be thinking about consistency 
more than uh, like production quality in the beginning. Like the goal is to like get in the habit of producing content and get comfortable producing content. Then you can level up. You can buy the DSLR camera. You can buy the sure mic. You can uh, invest in someone to help you edit the content. Like you, all the things after that. But in the beginning, just focus on getting in the rhythm and realize that you'll suck and eventually you'll get better. And that's okay. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you remind me a story about uh, Mr. Beast. You know, when he started to film videos, he used a web camera on his laptop because he couldn't allow a smartphone, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting, you know, uh, when people search for excuses, they can't allow some uh, expensive equipment. Why you need to have it? Just start what you have, you know, even smartphone. It's enough, you know, if you have yeah. smartphone, just film uh, videos there and uh, edit a little bit. We have some uh, a bunch of free tools that you can use it, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah you can even get your uh, phone hooked up to like stream into like OBS or something like that and yeah. record via that and it'll look great. Like we have some clients that pay us a lot of money every month and she uses her, uh, he, she uses like an iPhone 11 as her camera and it, she's got it hooked up into her computer and like that's her webcam or her dslr it's like a, a secondhand iphone 11 that she had uh, laying around so like it could be anything in the beginning it doesn't have to be expensive um you know i think that paying for people and equipment does give you a little skin in the game like it's super easy to quit if you have nothing invested right that's the yeah. big thing in like when you're when you're, if you're trying to like grow a business or something like that, if you don't invest in the process, it's like so easy to just quit and walk away. But if you're like got skin in the game, if you bought all this equipment, this and that, it's like, man, I got to keep this thing going. I just dropped a couple hundred bucks or I've got this. If you hire an audio editor, right. Or something like that video editors, like this guy's like waiting on content every Wednesday for me. Like I've got to get him content. So like, I think there's some value to investing into the process, but by no means is it required in the beginning. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. Um, uh, you mentioned about Gary V, and you know, uh, he shares insights that uh, quantity is more important than quality. <laughs> uh, the main reason is that because many marketers proclaim uh, you should uh, create uh, quality, but you know, quality is subjective. We don't know mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> what quality means, yeah, uh, yeah. how you can estimate. Um, it's it's possible that the quality means you have much better content than competitors have, you know, something like this. And uh, uh, in podcasting, I think, yeah, it's more important about uh, quantity that you mentioned that you should uh, record episodes and you can you can improve your experience, confidence, you know, something like this. Uh, uh, can you share more insights about creating? strategy for example uh how to find topics uh and uh, uh how to analyze that these topics cover your audience yeah so i think with if we talk specifically around podcasting because that's what we've talked about a good bit here um when you want to figure out what to talk about a great thing to do is also like look at other people in your market and see what they're talking about like that's the quickest and easiest way to kind of get started is to model off of what somebody else is doing because maybe they've already done a lot of the legwork uh, you could do your traditional like seo research you know going in youtube typing in a word and seeing what the 
the rest of the autofill is. Same thing in Google. Uh, you can do basic things like that. Uh, but I like going out and just modeling what other people are doing. This is also absolutely fantastic for finding guests. If you're just starting out a, a podcast and you want to do interviews, like all you should be doing in the beginning is spending an hour and making a list of the 10 to 20 other podcasters that are doing interviews that are in somewhat in your market and just writing down all the people they interviewed. Because those are people that are proven to say yes to a podcast interview, are in your market, talk about the things that you want to talk about, and they, they probably know how to talk, right? Meaning they yes. know how to actually, because that's actually a big thing. Like You'd be surprised if you reach out to people that aren't used to doing podcast interviews, they may say yes, and they come on and they're absolutely garbage. Like they just don't know how to conduct the conversation. They get nervous, they get uh, scared, all the things, but they just, it doesn't turn out to be good content. So uh, long story short, find the people that are already doing it, look at their guests and start there. I, that's how I started my podcast back in 2016. Um, there was a guy who was doing tons of, he was just, might've been doing daily interviews. I can't remember. He had a bunch of interviews out there. I literally paid a VA to go through all of his episodes find the person, put their name and first name in this column, last name in this column, website in this column, email address in this column. And we just created a database of like 300 guests and literally just started going down them. Bam, 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 bam. And it was always like, Hey, I saw you on this show. I loved what you talked about. Would you mind coming on talking about this? And it was like, yes, 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 yes. And so that's how I got into the podcasting. And I, that's how I recommend people to start as well. Um, one thing that, we we do for clients now that has been a total game changer in terms of like increasing the likelihood that people will uh come you can do this getting on other shows or getting people to come on your show if they're uh, a high-end influencer is actually getting uh going on loom are you fair uh, aware what loom is no it's, it's like a screen recording software no. okay okay go ahead. Uh, so and in loom what you can do is you can set it to full screen. So it's like recording the whole uh, the whole camera. And at the beginning, start off waving. So I'm getting super difficult or not difficult, detailed here, but you'll see why in a second. Start off the video like waving like this and saying their uh -huh. name. Because what you can do in Loom is you can click share up at the top after the video is recorded. And it'll give you the option to uh, copy a GIF thumbnail. So at the beginning... It takes the first like three seconds of the video to create the GIF. So it's got this thumbnail of you waving like this. And mm -hmm. then what you do is uh, when you're doing outreach to somebody, you say the subject line is like, hey, recorded a quick video for you, dot, dot, dot. And then in the video, it's like all you do is like say, hey, Anatoly, uh, here's the video point down like an emoji down and then you embed the gif thumbnail and it's got a they see you they see you waving they, the there's so much curiosity there that they mm -hmm. want to like hear you they want to see you and when they click play it creates so much trust because they hear your voice they see you they understand you're a real person so if you want to either get guests or get on other podcasts that is the way to go do not absolutely do not write like a long three paragraph on why you're amazing or how much value you can bring or why you think they're cool or like just don't waste your time because i can tell you we've got 40 plus clients uh in our simple cast account which is a podcast host and we have our email address and all their accounts so what that means is that we get pitched a lot by other mm -hmm. people trying in in 
99% of them are garbage. Like they send you a block of text and you're like, who, what busy person is going to read this? Yeah. So do that. Uh, that's a amazing hack for you. We've seen absolutely amazing results with that. And I'm actually going to be recording a couple loom videos today for outreach for, uh, the content funnels podcast that we're going to be launching here in a few weeks. Yeah. Interesting. And you know, <laughs> you, you told that, um, uh, uh, when you uh, invite people who uh, have no experience, um, I, I, I remember when I started, you know, I, I had no experience, but invited uh, big influencers uh, like Amanda, uh, Nunez, uh, uh, Lily Ray, Craig Campbell. And, you know, I, I felt on, on the same boat that <laughs> I'm garbage, you know, <laughs> uh, comparing to these people. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, I've learned English a few years ago and uh, I, uh, I decided, you know, I can do it. I can invite these people, but how I can speak to them if uh, I'm not good with English speaking, you know. And, yeah, and uh, I felt garbage, you know, to speak with them. But uh, it's only experience when you spend time when you improve a little bit uh, day by day yeah you can get results with that and yeah. you talked about outreach you know it's interesting uh, my friend paul under the water he uh, he invites very big uh, influencers uh, like Ren Fishkin, uh, many big influencers, even Neil Patel uh, uh, came to his show and uh, he used video content, you know, uh, it's, uh, he uh, recorded video uh, and sent to these influencers, for example, uh, he uh, told me that he uh, filmed video with uh, Ren Fishkin book and uh, <laughs> and uh, sent this video content. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. If you use generic stuff like uh, a lot of uh, text that you are great, uh, nobody cares. Who <laughs> It's better to uh, highlight why people uh, come to your show and uh, yeah, share, share experience with them. Uh, Okay, um, let's talk about outreach. Um, uh, how do you find emails uh, of, uh, you mean like you create a list of influencers, mm -hmm. uh, take their emails and personalize messages or share your uh, way? Yeah, so um, if, let's keep rolling down the podcast route. Um, so if you want to find other podcasts to get on, say you're an authority in um how to sell crickets online, which is actually a thing. I interviewed a guy who has a business around selling crickets online, which I thought was fascinating. But anyway, let's say you have a very niche expertise. Uh, what you can do is you can go to listennotes.com. And if you sign up for their uh, paid account, which is, I, I don't remember, let's just say it's like 10 bucks mm -hmm. or something a month. What you can do is that you can actually get the email address associated with every single podcast out there. Mm -hmm. So that's a super easy way to get uh, emails and do outreach. Earlier when I said that we we have our email address and, you know, 40 plus clients podcast and thus we get a lot of outreach. It's because people are doing exactly that. They're going to like listen notes, uh, getting the scraping the email addresses and doing outreach accordingly. Uh, there's other, if you find the people and you can't get their email address or it, they have like a generic email address in their podcast, you can do things like uh, use Chrome extension called like hunter.io, things like that. Go on their website. It'll scrape their website to see if there's any email addresses. But then like don't neglect like the plat the social platform that they're active on because a lot yeah. of people don't monitor email um 
at least I don't don't monitor email like that close. But if you're super active on Twitter or you're super active on Instagram, like hitting them up on those platforms plus the email plus the other method, like that's the way to go. So what we do on our side is we actually take it through like three stages. So first we'll do outreach on whatever we feel like is the mo the platform that has the highest likelihood of getting a response. Let's say it's email for whatever reason. So the first stage would be like, do the research. Uh, the second stage would be like, do the outreach via email. Then we would wait three days. Then it's like, do the outreach via Instagram. Then we'd wait three days. And it's like, do the outreach via Twitter DM. So we kind of just take them through these process. And then at the end of that, we might bump them into like a no reply list in which we would follow up in like a month to see if maybe we can get them at that point. And then we just put them as like a long-term no reply. So we just kind of create a process, almost like a CRM where you just kind of take them through these stages. We do it in ClickUp. You could do this in like Trello or really any program, but that's how we do it just to keep it systematic. And that way it's like not dependent on me. Really anybody on my team can manage that process uh, for me to, to get me on shows, to get um, other people on our show. It's, it's just a great philosophy for it. Uh, which tools do you use uh, for uh, sending emails? Uh, right now, we'll just use like our, we have a, um, a shared inbox specifically for stuff like this. So we've mm -hmm. got an email address just for this and we'll use that. We use a tool called Helpwise, H-E-L-P-W-I-S-E. -E, and we just have all of our inboxes linked into that. And then our whole team has access to that. So anyone that might be working on that initiative could go in there and, and manage that reply. I have visibility to it. And then all those inboxes are linked to Slack. So we don't actually have to monitor that. Anytime an email pops into that specific uh, inbox, there's a specific Slack channel for that inbox and we get a notification in there. So that really Slack is like the central hub uh, for our business. I could nerd out on systems all day, so uh, let's don't go too far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I use uh, BossStream, uh, you know, to send emails. Uh, 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 in most cases, I use uh, for link building, but you know it works for podcasting as well when you cool. invite new guests. Um, and um, it's interesting that uh, uh, another tool is uh, LinkedIn Navigator. You know you can find emails there, yep. uh, especially if you connect with uh, uh, your guests. Uh, and um, yeah, it's a good way to start. For example, to uh, reach out. Uh, uh, people that if you have connection with them why not you know yeah. you can invite them <laughs> yeah one little hack that i found if uh, let's say you're doing outreach uh on like instagram dms you'll send like the main request or the main ask or maybe it's even a video dm um, so here's what i do I, like when i'm doing outreach for the content funnels podcast i might say Hey, Anatoly, like love to have you on uh, the Content Funnels podcast. We talk about how via organic content marketing, you can create revenue for your business. Um, you know, I'd love to have you on. I think you could bring a lot of value. Let me know your thoughts. I send that message. And then the next message, I do a, a emoji pointing up and I say, it's only a seven minute interview. Or, mm -hmm. and, and that could be anything, but th the reason you do that is, because you want it to be something they can see in their inbox without having to click into it. And it creates interest to actually click mm -hmm. into the message. So it's kind of like a subject line. So by me saying that, they see that as like the preview message in their inbox. Because if you're reaching out to these 
uh, these bigger influencers, especially on social, like they're going to be getting a ton of DMs. So like, what can you do to stand out? Similar concept is to like, what do you do to stand out in the inbox? And that's something that I like to do is because they're like, wait, what is only a seven minute interview or what is the little hook that you put there? So that, that's just a little trick that, that I like to do. Okay. Uh, do you have some special template uh, uh, that you personalize for uh, each uh, influencers or guests uh, or uh, you just write from scratch, you know, all emails? I pretty much say the same thing every time. Uh, that way my VA could do the, the, the process as well. It's like literally copy and paste. If I'm doing it myself, I might customize it just because I have different context for that person than a VA may have. Right. I might be able to add some like personalization that isn't obvious to just somebody that's like reading their profile literally. So I, I might do a little bit more, but if it's just my VA, then he'll just copy paste. Like he'll, he'll literally paste that first message and then paste that second message and gets the same thing done. But anytime you can personalize it, it's always going to be better. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, let's talk about benefits. Uh, for example, um, if uh, uh, some businesses, startups uh, want uh, to use this channel, uh, audio podcasting, uh, what benefits they can get? Uh, for example, I understand that uh, you can cover uh, your buyer journey, you know, uh, uh, and I don't remember exactly, but uh, it's like 40% of Americans uh, listen to uh audio podcasts each month yeah, yeah. at least one time yeah. uh what kind of benefits uh businesses can get with podcasting to cover this audience to uh tell about their brands for example if you use channels like uh i don't know uh, seo they can open your link uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh learn your content uh, be on your website and can buy but here they only listen you know uh, they probably uh in the way you know or training uh, for example <laughs> I, why i love podcasting because i can uh, uh, walk with my dogs or drive to uh, some uh, to any places and yeah i can listen to audio podcasts and uh, learn from them uh to share benefits with podcasting yeah i i think there's a ton and there's a lot of different ways we could go with this response i think one um kind of hidden benefit that a lot of people might not consider is if you're a business owner and you start podcasting or just creating any type of content, really video, audio, whatever it might be, it actually helps your sales process a lot because if, especially if you're doing uh, authority content where it's like you talking about a subject or you being interviewed like I am right now, like just to give you an example from right here, just the fact of me explaining the, the concept of content funnels, because it's, it's a concept that like we are, we have a trademark. It's like something that like our company does, like nobody else does that in terms of like a, a deliverable a service. So I have to educate people on it. So just the fact of me coming in and explaining that on this interview, on that interview, on this interview over here, like I get so much better at my sales process delivery because I'm so much more confident and I can gauge your facial expression. So if I'm like explaining what the hell a content funnel is and Anatoly, you look at me and you're like puzzled, I like. I realize I missed the mark there somewhere. So I'm like, okay, what, like, what did I not explain well? Thus, I can refine that. And over time, it can exponentially help my sales process because I can come in, 
that prospect is on the other side and I can just like without any fluff, like very concise, I can like, here's what it is. Here's how it can help you. Here's why you want it. And they're like, bam, 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 got it. So I think that's like a benefit a lot of people don't think about is the confidence that you get in the delivery and talking about what you do and your expertise. So that's kind of a, a little side benefit. There's a lot of other stuff, just what we talked about earlier, just awareness, just constantly being in front of people, whether that's be um, being in front of an audience because you're taking this content, repurposing it to social media, or it could be that you're showing up in front of like potential clients in the future. Like we talked about earlier, like those are all really good benefits of just like consistently like putting yourself out there at the end of the day, that's the benefit you're putting yourself out there. It's awareness. It's mm -hmm. brand awareness. It's personal brand awareness. That is, that's the true value in it. And then if you have all the things dialed in that we discussed in the content funnel that give you the attribution all the way through, then you'll really start to understand how is this impacting my business? Like, how is it actually adding revenue to my business? Could I, should I double down on this? Should I ease up on it and go more heavy into YouTube versus podcast? Cause YouTube is getting me more leads. Like it, you got to have all that set up, but like just start and understand that your goal in the beginning, if, you, if you've never done content before should be awareness. Like you should just want to people to listen to your content, consume your content. You should want to make it as easily consumable as possible. So, uh, yeah, and we can go into any specifics around benefits, but those are just a couple off the top of my head. Yeah. What it? Yeah. Valuable. Okay. Uh, let's talk about promotion. Uh, for example, uh, uh, if someone, uh, started a new podcast, uh, how to promote, uh, for example, um, on Google, I can optimize my website for searching, uh, on the social media. Um, yeah, I can use uh, hashtags or, uh, share my content and, uh, social media can, uh, uh, understand what type of content I have to extend with the audience. But what about podcasting? Uh, can I optimize with keywords or uh, to get this engagement uh, from uh, podcasting platforms? Yeah, so there's this special tool out there that will allow you to rank really quick. I'm kidding. There's no special tool. Um, <laughs> um, so podcasting is going to be really difficult to optimize from a search standpoint. So um, from pure discoverability, uh, blog, YouTube, even social is going to be way more easily uh, available to get new eyes and ears on your content. Podcast is going to be much harder. Um, what, what I tell clients when they're talking to us and they ask a similar question to this, what podcasting is really great for is nurturing an existing audience. Mm -hmm. So if you're, for example, if you're a business owner and you're getting leads via paid marketing and, and things like this, you're getting people into your funnel. The podcast is great for nurturing and building trust because we know that a lot of those people, a very high percentage of those new leads that you get in aren't going to buy the first time. And oftentimes they're not buying because they don't have enough trust in you and or the process to make the purchase, especially the higher price point that it gets. Thus, you need something to increase that trust to get them what I would say over the fence to buy. So I always tell people podcast is great to get people over the fence into actually buying your products because you get to show your expertise. You get to show your, uh, your skills, you get to build that trust via 
longer form audio content. And I think that's one of the biggest utilities in a podcast is to build that trust with your existing audience. Now, like I said earlier, I grew my podcast to hundreds of thousands of downloads, literally had an audience of zero when I started, didn't know anyone, had never produced a piece of content in my life, had no business, nothing. I was working a corporate job. No one knew who I was online. Um, so what I did was, and this is what I recommend if you're just starting out, you should go as niche as niche or niche, however you want to say it, as, as much as humanly possible. So what I did is I targeted the term side hustle. So this is what mm -hmm. I built my whole podcast around. So that meant that side hustle was in the title of the podcast. It meant that it was in the tags of the main show itself, which are not really that impactful, but I would still recommend you do it. Uh, means that my categories that I picked for my podcast were relevant to that main term. It meant that I had the word side hustle three to five times in my description of my podcast host. It meant that every episode where I could find some way to do it, the word side hustle or the phrase side hustle was in the titles of my podcast. And the reason I could do that and it not just be like keyword stuffing is because I was targeting very specific people. And these were people that did have side hustles. So because I was niche, it was very easy for me to include that, uh, the, the title or the phrase side hustle in there. I was mentioning side hustle in my content. So I'm sure you know this Anatoly from a conversational search perspective, that's getting bigger and bigger as these platforms, Google, et cetera, start to index your content from the, the audio and the video in the background. So it started doing all these things in the episode description, side hustle three to five times, tags, side hustle. So like all this little optimization around a very, very specific term so that these search engines, whether it be Google or Apple Podcasts or whatever it is, they start to understand what my content is about because in my opinion, at a very high level, optimization is simply trying to let the search engine understand what your content is about so they can serve it to the right person. So my goal was anyone interested in like this side hustle term, like I wanted Google and the other search engines to understand that I produce only content about that. Every piece of new content that comes out is around this term. So that's what I would recommend to anyone just starting out is to really like find your super small niche and like lean into that very heavily. Uh, another example around this would be uh, I interviewed a guy on that podcast. His side hustle was around map making. I didn't know mm -hmm. this was like a thing that people were like really interested in, but it was. So all his content was around map making. That was his search term. And he actually grew an audience around this super small hobby niche of map making. And he turned it into a business because he started creating products, posters, socks, shirts around that had like these old unique maps and things like that on them because these people were like hyper interested in this so he was making a couple thousand dollars a month selling this merch to these people that were like map fanatics so like you can only do that though if you're like super niche and that's where you start because that's how you build an audience start really niche and then broaden over time so that's how i did it and that's what i recommend people do as far as optimization and picking your your uh target yeah so valuable yeah love it love it okay ryan i have the last question uh tell our audience how they can find you reach out to you learn more about you yeah so you can uh find us our website is legacypodcasting.com so you can find us over there learn a little bit more about what we do uh, i'll be dropping a new podcast 
probably i don't know when will this air and it's only uh pretty soon or it's actually live right now so some people are hearing it now so within the next uh week or two uh, we'll have a podcast come uh dropped called content funnels and it's going to be short form seven minute type interviews around people that are leveraging uh, content marketing to grow their business so if that's uh, of interest to you check that out yeah cool cool okay guys you you can find all these links uh in the description below uh and uh, yeah so valuable excited to learn from you especially uh yeah from my colleague <laughs> to learn more about podcasting yeah uh, i'm i'm going to extend uh more with podcasting yeah i love this format um uh, i grew my podcast for, for russian speaking clients i'm going to do it with this as well uh, and uh, yeah thanks a lot for your time because it's valuable uh, i learned a lot from you and uh, pretty sure that audience uh, does it as well and See you next time. Cool. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.